brilliant beauties and beautifully reformed perfectionists. Welcome to the Lazy Overachiever, your safe space away from the over-glorified hustle, bustle, and grind culture, because we're over it. I'm your host, Nikita Rinthigpen, rewriting the narrative around laziness and turning it from a bit of a faux pas into what I would like to consider your freedom card. Today, we have an amazing person, a potent human, who I think just happens to represent what kindness is all about. Today, we have Leon Logothetis. He is an author and a host, and he happens to like literally have written the book on kindness and braveness. But most importantly, he is a passionate advocate on cause adventures. Leon, welcome to the TLO. How are you today? I'm very well. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to have you. I went down the rabbit hole on all of the kindness diaries from the Netflix series a few years back. It's so relevant. It's so good. It's so juicy. And I would say, even though your new book is about braveness, you were displaying braveness by doing everything that you did back then a few years. And now you're in this space still making sure that you put humans first. I would love for you to share just a little bit about your story with why you decided to write this new book after putting so much of yourself, your humanity, your vulnerability, everything, literally on Front Street in a little yellow VW <laughs> back then. What made you come to this space today? Sure. So I used to be a broker in the city of London. Um, and I, on the outside, had everything you could ever want. And on the inside had pretty much nothing you would want. Uh, I was very depressed, a lot of anxiety. And I stumbled across the movie, The Motorcycle Diaries, which is about a man traveling around South America, relying on the kindness of strangers. And to cut a very long story short, I quit my job and I started to travel around the world, relying on the kindness of strangers. Uh, and one of the things that I did was I took a vintage yellow motorbike with a sidecar and I drove it from Los Angeles all the way around the world back to Los Angeles, relying entirely on people like you. Um, I had no money, no food, no gas, no place to stay. All I had was the generosity of other human beings. Wow. After I finished that, I did a few other things. And then I decided that I wanted to write this book about bravery. Now, sometimes people say to me, why did you go from kindness to bravery? Yeah. And I went from kindness to bravery because to be kind, you have to be brave. Um, and I wanted people to, to realize that they can go out and live their most magnificent lives. The way they do that is by being vulnerable, yeah. by speaking their truth, and by bravely living their own magnificence. Mm. I love how you said that. First, their strength and vulnerability, right? Like a lot of people, especially people that wear your gender, <laughs> don't typically like to wear on their chest being vulnerable because they've mistaken it as a weakness instead of seeing it as such a beautiful, beautiful strength on so many levels. I know my husband of 29 plus years, it's wonderful when he's vulnerable. It's part of the reason I kept him around, right? And when you can do that and you can live in it, it allows you to be open to those lessons of growth, to be more kind, to be more brave, and to use your term of living in your magnificence, which, oh my God, it gave me, gave me goosebumps for you to say that, that you, it's really hard to do if you are in overwhelm, if you're exhausted, 
or you're burnt out because you're not, pun intended here, as a balanced and relationship advisor, if you're not allowing yourself to be in balance by giving yourself what I like to call the laziness, right? Like that ability to honor, hey, I'm tired. I need to rest right now and I need to take a pause. I saw one of your episodes when you were like, I need some water. I need some coffee. I need something. Like I need to take a break from the walking through the snow, the the different variations of what you were doing. It was important for you to honor that instead of just trying to muscle it through and push until you literally collapsed. Is laziness the way that I'm playing like tugging cheek with it now? Is that something that you embody as an author and as a cause adventure expert? Look, it's interesting that uh, we're having this conversation at this specific moment in my life, because I definitely feel like I'm, I personally feel burnt out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of uh, adventures. I've done a lot of stuff like many of us, right? We put our heart and soul into something and um, we burn ourselves out. Uh, and sometimes we need to just take a step back or 50 steps back or a thousand steps back. Come on. Take, take some time to have some high value resting, right? Which is basically what you're talking about. Uh, And to be able to reconnect to our magic. Um, And I think what I'm going through with my own personal burnout is something that most people can relate to on some level. Uh, The thing is that many of us have burnout and we just drink more coffee or we drink more Coca-Cola or we do other things to keep us going until a moment comes when we can't function anymore. Um, So what you're doing by bringing awareness to people needing to rest is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And honestly, thank you for honoring me with your vulnerability and not just talking about it and writing about it, but actually being it in this moment. We all hit those burn zone is what I call them moments when you have a lot of beautiful things happen in your life and it's causing a lot of good high stress, but it also can put you in that burn zone container where you feel like every cylinder that you have and ones you have to create along the way are running and spinning. And it's because good stuff is happening, right? But stress is still stress. Even the good stress makes your body react a certain way. So you honoring that, hey, these are great things that are happening in my life. I have a new book. I have all these wonderful things. You're on an interview tour, like magical things that people would love to have happening in this hour of their life. You have it right now. But you're also saying, and in parentheses, and I need a moment. (laughs) I need to recalibrate a little bit. I call that being intentionally selfish which is a good thing. I literally, you wrote the book on kindness. I wrote the book on selfish. I think it's really important for us to create that spaciousness for ourselves to at least hear what do we really need in this hour? Tomorrow we'll go dominate. Right now in this hour, my brave moment is honoring I need a power nap or whatever it is that you might need in that time. So thank you for sharing that. That really truly does matter for everyone watching. I would like to ask you, what is one of your favorite selfish things to do for yourself when you are in that brave moment of like, I'm going to do me. I'm going to just have this moment away from team, from triumphing, from all the things. What's like one selfish thing that you would love to gift to everyone else that's listening that they could borrow from if they're looking for something to do? So about 10 years ago, I started going to the spa. Um, I started going specifically to the steam room and sauna. Mm. 
So I go there and I spend, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes in between the steam room and the sauna and just kind of take stock of the moment, the day, the month, the week, and uh, it recharges me. Uh, unfortunately, my my steam room in the the place I go to in West Hollywood is broken, so I can't actually go to the steam room anymore. I called them up today. The, the steam room has been broken for weeks, but uh, that's kind of what I do. That's one of the things I do. Not not the only thing I do, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a very relaxing um, thing where you get to like not think about all the chaos that's out there. Yeah, that's um, it's like funny, not funny that it's broken right now when you're in this hour of saying like, this is this is what I need. This is what I want at your favorite steam place. Maybe this is a call for a new place to be privileged with your energy in it. That might be a hour. Well, where you are in the West Coast, I know a 15 minute drive could easily turn into not a relaxing opportunity. Sure. Maybe it's a call for a new place to, to borrow some of your energy. Do you know, it's so interesting. I never even thought about that. I never even thought about going to another steam room. I was like, the steam room's broken. I'm, you know, that's it. I can't go to the steam room. But like, <laughs> all right, there's somewhere else. So I can go to another one. <laughs> it, I mean, you're probably a creature of habit um, on some levels, right? Like you are a loyalist in your kindness, wanting to be family to the vendors and partners and almost extended team. I relate to that. I'm very similar. Um, But you honoring like, this is what I need in this moment, I think is super awesome. And I know it's just one thing. You probably have many other that you default to. Speaking of which, your writing time in the midst of all that you're doing with the multiple businesses and all the all the things you have on your shoulders as a cause adventurous, which I like, I love that term so much that I can't keep can't stop saying it. Where do you fit in time to write more books? <laughs> well, I'm either doing a lot or I'm doing nothing. That's kind of the system that I have. It's mm-hmm. like the job. You know, you're either traveling and filming and writing yeah. or you're not doing much. So I always actually have time. Like, of course, if I was doing the show and traveling around the world for six months, I can't write as well as doing that. Uh, but there are times when I'm, you know, just at home not really doing too much um, and I'll write then. But I've reached a point where I, all I want to do, it's so interesting, like we're having this conversation now, is nothing, mm-hmm. is be lazy. And it's difficult to sometimes allow myself to do that because society tells you keep going, keep going, keep going. People keep giving me opportunities and it's like I don't want them. Not yeah. because I, I, I don't want them, but because I don't have the – internal capacity to keep pushing myself off a cliff and it's uh what you teach people is what i need to learn (laughs) thank you it's interesting that you you talked about the capacity when i have a lot i work with a lot of power couples and potent humans is what i call the women founders and entrepreneurs that i work with and often a question that comes up is how to make a decision about doing or not doing something that is a great opportunity so it comes down to three letters for me personally, I-A-C. Am I interested? Quick yes or no. Don't, I can't overthink it. If I overthink it, I'm defaulting into people-pleasing behavior, which is old Nikita, not current Nikita, right? Am I interested? Yes, great. Is it aligned with my core values and the mission of our company and all the things that I'm doing if it's a professional or is it just aligned with me as a human if it's a personal ask? Yes, okay, great. 
But C, do I have capacity? If I don't have capacity and time, energy, or resources, then it is a deferred or deleted. And sometimes the deferred isn't a deferred for me to do, okay, I'll do it in six months. It might be a deferred, I call it pushing checks across the table. Who in my ecosystem could benefit from this opportunity that I am not, I don't have capacity to hold space for right now? So let me think, who are the other advisors, coaches, consultants sort of aligned in this space? Who are the other creatives? Who are the other videographers? Whatever it is, I will push the check across the tables. And that kindness, that oxy selfish oxytocin boost that I get from giving is another way to fill me up, even though I'm not doing that thing. So my no to that person or those people that ask me isn't a hard no. It's a here's a next opportunity for you, which is similar to you going to a new steam plaza. Like, let me introduce my green to a new place. And now I have a two places to refer to people and to recommend if one is booked. So I, I do that IAC for every major decision. I hope that was supportive. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's good to know. Yeah, I like it. So last question, because you have spent so much valuable time with me, green room and right now live on air. I have to ask you, knowing that your work rest style is from the way you described it, you are hardcore overachieving, doing all the things, or you are more into the lazy, more into the resting, more into the acknowledging you need to recharge and recalibrate. When you are doing all of that, where do you have space to either attract or maintain love? Because relationships are very important. That's a great question. Um, I think if you're overachieving and there's no love, then What's the point of overachieving? Right. Um, I think love, whether not just romantic, but feeling it within and going into nature and being consumed by it and sharing your love with others is the most important thing we can do. So I try my best to live in love as often as I can. Of course, I'm not perfect. And uh, sometimes I fail often, but uh, I would like to lead with love if yeah. I could. And sometimes I can, right? It's beautiful. I'm present, I'm there, I'm uh, sharing my heart and I'm receiving, but sometimes I'm not. And when you're not, I, from my perspective, is when I'm not in a good place, right? Because love washes away all the pain. Mm -hmm. Not just romantic love, just yes. like uh, feeling connected yes. to the, that magic. Good answer, Leon. Good answer. <laughs> For so many reasons, I, I believe love and action is the key on so many levels and you honoring that you're not quite in balance, pun intended there, if you're not truly leading in it is also another respect moment that I have to give you for honoring your true vulnerability, which is your strength. That in and of itself, beyond everything else that you said, that was such a gift. Someone today needed to hear that. Thank you. Maybe I was the person that needed to hear that. You know, sometimes we speak right into our subconscious, right? Yeah. Speaking, speaking it right back. So how can people connect with you to learn more about your book and the work that you do as a cause adventure and just to follow all of your greatness? Sure. So you can buy the book, Go Be Brave on Amazon or, or go into any bookshop uh, and you can follow me and send me messages. I'll always respond 
on Instagram at the kindness guy. Mm, I like it. Very simple. The kindness guy. Who can mess that up? <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I value you. And I honor every single syllable that came out of your mouth. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. For all of you that are watching The Lazy Overachiever, I'm going to keep this really, really simple. Beyond honoring our guests and making sure you go follow him and purchase the book, but not just that, gift it to someone because that is both kind and brave to say, hey, this is a valuable thing that I thought of you for. Please do that. Most importantly, in this hour, just coming into your body for a moment, a millisecond, honoring where you are right now. I want you to embrace a little bit more laziness, work less, and trust your brilliance more. I'm Nikita Ren Thigpen, and I'll see you on the other side.